making match. Come on, come on in, take a seat, settle down, talk to me. We tell the truth, you see. Even show where your talents be. Black and match, black and match. It's the black and match. P.O.P. Hold it down. I love you, mom. <laughs> Happy fourth. Black and match, black and match. Come on, guys. Oh, it's the black and match, black and match, black and match. What's going on, Mercedes? Thank you for the donation. Fireworks, baby. Fireworks. Yes. Pa-pow. Yes. <laughs> black and match. Come on. It's the black and match. Come on. Black and match. Yes. Yes. What's going on, Chrissy? Black and match. Black and match. Black and match. Happy 4th. Happy 4th, lovely people. Thank you guys so much for coming in tonight. Check it out, man. Y'all could be out doing anything. Y'all could be out hanging out with family, lighting fireworks, playing with the kids, but y'all out here hanging out with the black image. Do you know how much that means? Do you know how much I appreciate that? Yo, YouTube, guys, man, are you serious? Do you know I had no expectations for tonight? <laughs> We're talking about abortion on the 4th of July, all things. Talking about fireworks, black and match. I had no expectations, but listen, you guys are here. I am so thankful, man. What's going on, baby bell? I'm so thankful, guys. I'm so thankful. So let's just rock out. Black and match. Oh, come on. Sing along with me. Sing along. Come on. It's the black and match. Boom. Bah. Come on. Ho. Settle down. Come on. And just talk to me. Ooh. Ah. Oh. Ha. <laughs> yes, baby. Yes, baby. Yes. Black and match. Mm. Bah. 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 I got some Takis. I got some cherry. Happy cherries. Yep. And I got some Moscato from California, Sutter Home, Family Vineyards, the Black and Match. Come on, guys. Oh, yes. Let's go. Let's go. It's the Black and Match. What's going on, Michelle Cabana? That's right, baby girl. Awful. I know. I know that story was awful. <laughs> hey, what's that long silver thing coming here? Blah, 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 blah. Sucking me out. Just taking my arm off. Ugh. Abortion. Is abortion murder? Is abortion murder? <laughs> it's the black image, baby. Come on, rock out with me. Oh, it's the black image. It's the black image. Come on, guys. It's the black image. Come on, guys. Black image. Boom, ba, boom, boom. Black image. All right, all right, all right. Five, six, seven. Yes, still good, baby. It is good. Let's make some fireworks tonight, baby. Clap it up. My horns and everything for my audience is rocking out with me tonight. Clap it up for you guys. Yes, clap it up for you guys. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Tonight is going to be a good night. Tonight is going to be a very, very, very good night because I can't believe you guys are here. <laughs> I can't believe it. This is awesome. Awesome. Guys, acknowledgments. What's happening? How was your week? I hope everything was cool, guys. Talk back to me. Hit the chat room up. All right, you guys on um, on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the chat room up. At some point, by all means, call in 862-621-9536. Lower left-hand corner of your screen. Guys, talk to me. If you're going to be here, let's rock out for a little bit before these fireworks get off. And then the skies are lit up with red, white, and, white, and blue. Now, drink responsibly before a different set of red, white, and blue lights are behind you. You feel me? You kind of get my drift here? <laughs> 
So listen, Tiana Tucker, what's going on? Rita, what's happening, baby girl? Thank you guys so much. Listen, hit up the chat room. Use the heart. Use the thumbs up. Use the icons, guys. Let's talk. Let's rock out. Let's let our head down. Let's, let's have some fun tonight. Let's have some freaking fun tonight, man. We are talking about abortions. Is it murder? Now, there may be some points in time in this uh, segment we all need to... Um, I'll need you guys to take out a pen and paper just to kind of write some things down if you're interested in it. But listen, we're going to rock out tonight. We are going to rock out. I'm going to be very open and honest. I need you guys to have an open mind. All right? Do not come in here with these predetermined notions. Don't come in with your, 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 your systematic ideas. We want to be very, very abstract. We want to try to hit this thing from a different angle. We want to try to gain a better understanding of what an abortion is and the need for them. You know, legislation right now you know, is kind of iffy in some states. But nonetheless, we want to get to the bottom of this thing, okay? We want to really be open and honest about it. All right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack some jokes. All right, we're going to be very informative. We're going to just really try to, you know, full scope it. I don't want to be politically correct. That's, that's really not my style. I'm not really into just saying things the right way because you want to hear or because the majority of people will kind of get down with what you're saying. That's not my style. You got to understand anything that you do, anything that you guys say, everyone's not going to agree with it. So honestly, <laughs> when it comes down to this topic and any other controversial or, you know, strong topic that I may be talking about over the future, if you think for one second with this life that I get one shot at, one shot, there's no do-overs. If you think for one second, I'm going to waste a second on what you think. You done lost your damn mind. <laughs> you feel me? And that is what I encourage everyone's attitude to be. You understand? If you think for one second that you should waste your time on what someone else thinks about your life and what you think and how you live, you lost your damn mind. You get one shot at this thing. So in regards to, uh, in regards to abortion, we're going to just talk, we're gonna talk straight. No matter what I say, someone's going to disagree with it. So I'm going to just speak from the heart. It has to come from my heart. So let's just talk about it. But before we do that, I want to definitely give all you guys a shout out who've been donating to the Black Image Cash app. Thank you guys so much, man. It means a lot when you guys donate and put your money where your mouth is. All right? It lets me know I'm hitting the need. I'm feeding, um, I'm feeding some hungry people. You know what I mean? And it's free of charge to, be, to a certain extent if, if you donate. Well, whatever. <laughs> I want to um, definitely uh, say P.O.P., holding it down to everyone who's rocking out with those emblems. Man, thank you so much. Guys, make sure you get your emblem in. Make sure you order them. Get to the cash app. Donate $10 or more. Send me a headshot. What's going on, Crystal? What's going on, Javier Martinez? Yo, man, more power to you and your school, dude. More power to you, man. I hope you guys are, are expanding, doing well. I like your style. You and your part. You guys are on point, man. I, I, I can dig that. What's happening, Becky? What's going on, girlfriend? PA is in the house. All right. <laughs> all right. I can dig it, man. I can dig it. All right. So, yeah, I want to definitely give a shout out to all those who's rocking out the emblem. Listen. Guys, when it comes down to dance, follow me, all right? Black Images Sauce Hall of Fame. You can just go right there, follow me, follow me, follow me, all right? You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on, here on YouTube, you YouTubers. Definitely keep it. Subscriptions going. Oh, with that, guys, listen, if you are listening to me on Facebook, do me one solid. Do me a quick solid. Head over to YouTube and just hit the subscription button. Just hit the subscription button and... Um, and hit the subscription button and just, you know, and also hit the bell. Let me know that you're following me. This is um, the Black Image on YouTube. Definitely hit the subscription button there. You can also follow me on Instagram. 
and go, go and follow me there. That's um, well, this one right here is my Black Miss Salt Hall of Fame on Facebook. So definitely hit the uh, follow there and the like button there. But then on Instagram, where it's like it's just it's everything you name it, it's there, guys. Follow me, follow me, follow me. If you want some really good entertainment, you want some good shit, definitely follow me there. Your world's famous entertainer, okay? All right, we're hopping all over with the uh, with the pictures here. Let's <laughs> let's bring it back. <laughs> you good back there, engineer? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. All right, so I want to definitely say happy um, Fourth of July to all my listeners. I really appreciate you guys. Um, and you know, as always, I was online today, and <laughs> it never fails. It never fails. Anytime we get to a season where there's a conflict with black people in these holidays, it's just a natural reaction for the conscious or the, the pro-black or the black nationalists to come out and start putting up memes to talk about the true history behind things. And listen, that made me think about something, all right? And the direction I'm going with this is, you have to understand, ask, you got to ask better questions. I build my brand off of asking questions, you know? That, that's, that's like a fundamental of engineering as well. You have to ask questions. So the very first question I ask, when it comes down to all of these, these, um, these holidays and these times of celebration, for the black nationalists, you know, I'm with you. I understand where you're coming from. Trust me, I know the history as well. But you must ask the right questions. When the 4th of July was being drafted, developed, and decided upon, who was sitting at the table? When Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, you know, Swedes Day, uh, Valentine's Day, when all of these things were being drafted, developed, and decided upon when they was going to occupy this year, who was sitting at the table? And the honesty in it, there were no black people there. So you have to understand our struggle, our history is not involved in these holidays. So stop wasting your time trying to create consciousness in people that just, it just doesn't relate. It would never relate because we were never at the table. It's going to take you to kind of speak off season and be consistent. Don't just be seasonal. Be consistent with these things. Talk about it consistently. Open up seminars. Talk about it consistently. Not just during a time where, you know, no one really wants to pay attention to it. Dude, it's the 4th of July. No one's trying to be lectured. No one's trying to sit down and have a pen and paper. Oh, this is the true history. No, 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 no. We have 364 other days for that. Um, um, the 4th of July is America's celebration it's the independence day of america it's like a birthday of america whatever that involves now granted we black people did build america that's a that, that is an infallible fact however it's really not about a race thing this whole independence day it's not about a race thing christmas is not about race um easter it's not about race these are just holidays where people kind of want to let their hair down and just do their own thing we can be conscious all other days of the year but let's not spoil one another's let's just not spoil one another's fun off of, um, you know, arguing over, you know, petty fogging. You know, just not, let's not do that, all right? So, again, I'm with you. I am not speaking against you, but it's a time and place for everything. And we have to be very, um, we have to be responsible with that kind of information, all right? Now, being a black man, I truly understand, but let's not tent, um, venture off too far into it. That's just something that um, I thought about whenever, you know, whenever I get online and I see these things come up all the time, <laughs> all the time. Yes, yes, black people are a major trauma. We're traumatic, way major. Racism, racism and black history and the lies and the faults, all that's not a myth. That stuff is quantifiable. So, but we know that. But let's not ruin our, 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 our fireworks <laughs> with a pen and paper, all right? So let that be it. Everyone who's listening on Spotify, on iTunes, again, on Facebook and on YouTube, thank you guys so much. We are discussing tonight is abortion murder. 
is abortion murder. Now we got Tiana Tucker already coming in, girl, hitting these home runs. Me personally, no, I don't think that it's murder. But a man and a woman can decide what's best for their situation. Why bring a child into the world if it's not affordable or whatever your situation is? But then again, everyone shouldn't, everybody shouldn't reproduce together. Now, Tiana, that's actually a point that I have written down in my uh, talking points that I really want to expand on. Because there's nothing like being close or next to a nothing-ass dude. When you got a bum-ass, uneducated, nothing-ass dude, you know, a woman really has a decision to make. And, you know, the, here's the problem. A lot of women think they can change a man. A lot of y'all think y'all can change a man. If you know he ain't shit, then chances are in the long run, he still ain't gonna be shit. So you fucking him and he mess around and get you pregnant. Guess what? Now you got an ain't shit kid by an ain't shit man. And you trying to make this kid some shit, but you're gonna have to do it by yourself because he ain't shit. You understand? <laughs> it's like, and, it's like, and it, it goes vice versa. Dude, when you know she ain't shit, you gotta really monitor, you know, going inside the chick raw because it's nothing like being close to a vindictive, nasty, nothing ass woman. But a lot of times you guys know these things. We know this before we go in. But one common denominator that really affects both of those situations, when it's a woman dealing with an ancient man and when it's a man dealing with an ancient woman, the common denominator is sex. It's sex. When that sex is on point, that shit is hard to walk away from. It's really hard. And, you know, <sighs> that's one thing that ancient dudes Kind of like, you know, we kind of, that, that's kind of like one thing they are good at. And whenever these dang shit dudes, you know, get, the, get them a girl and she's trying to have some place in life, but he's knocking it down. He know he got her because, you know, sex is very powerful on the mind. When he know he got her and the body, by the way, when he know he has her, she's putty in his hand. So he mess around and get her pregnant. You know, now you got to wonder, is he going to be there? You got to wonder, is he going to be, there? you know, can you change him? Will this child make him a better person? And in all cases, it's not the case, man. Sometimes you got to just, you know, each, each situation is different, you know, but I don't want to venture too far ahead. I want to really try to stay up on the track. Um, I want to try to stay within my uh, train of thought here. So thank you, Tiana, for that. Um, thank you for that message. I appreciate it. I appreciate you chiming in. So let's get into some, um, some information. When it comes down to abortion, all right, the idea of abortion uh, the very first abortion clinic was uh, introduced into the USA in 1916 by Margaret Sanger, Margaret Sanger, Sanger, something like that. And she introduced it in um, the, the very first birth control uh, clinic. And she also founded the American Birth Control League in 1921, which later in 1942 became Planned Parenthood. We all are aware of Planned Parenthood. Now, in 1971... Lorraine Rothman and Carol Downer, they founded this feminist group, and it was a feminist self-help movement. But then they also, they invented this very first, how can I put this? The technical name for it is uh, a Del M. The very technical name for it is Del M. However, it's really called a menstrual extraction kit. Now, this lady, what is her name? Uh, I'm sorry, Carol Downer and Lorraine, put my, um, my, my menstrual extraction kit this was the very first abortion kit, and this was founded in 1971. This is how they first did it. You see the syringe that's there. Uh, you see the, the, the tube that goes inside of the woman's vagina or the cervix up into the uterus, and then they ultimately just suck it out, and it goes into this jar that's corked. It's really easy to make. You can actually make these things at home. So they really got off with this. You know, that's, that's, some, that's something you can easily find at home. So anyway, again, they, they invented this which is called a Dell M, and it's referred to as a, men a menstrual extraction kit. 
So that's the uh, that's the history of how abortion got introduced here in here in um, here in America. Thank you so much, Margaret Sanger. Yes, Sanger. I thought it was Sanger. Sanger. So I guess I got to pronounce the right Sanger. What's going on, Lars? What's going on, L Boogie? Moses, what's going on, brother man? What's happening? Missed you at, uh, dude, what's going on, 46 now? You're not bartending there anymore? What's good, man? Come on through. All right? So, mm. all right, all right, all right. So there are, when it comes down to abortion, there are two kinds of abortions. <coughs> there's the medical abortion, and then there's the surgical abortion. Now, the medical abortion is typically the, medic, uh, the pill. Um, the pill is, let me see. The pill is, the pill is, is I think, and I guess in, in the bigger picture, the surgical method is probably the best method to go with because the pill is painful. The pill causes your cervix or your, your uterus to contract to ultimately get rid of the child, to try to shed your lining, to get rid of the child, and then you ultimately bleed it out. But that's not always 100%. That can actually set you up for, you know, heavily, you can really get infected or some shit like that. But so the surgical... Abortion is always the, um, the way to go. Um, so in that regard, you know, <laughs> you got to really, each case is different. You know, each, each moment, each couple, each relationship is going to be different. All right. So what we got on here? Moses, what's happening? Javier, of course it's murder. <laughs> Damn, Javier, you're going to just go right in. Javier, Javier says, aha, sorry, this is these candies, man. Jeez. Javier says, of course it's murder. Why kill a human being if you don't want the baby, then give it up for adoption when the baby's born? Then Moses come behind him and says, if a pregnant woman who is eight months get killed on the road by a drunk driver, that drunk driver will get charged with two counts of manslaughter homicide. Check that out. However, if you do a late-term abortion, in this case, eight months pregnant, that would be a late-term abortion. A late-term abortion is considered any time after like 21 to 24 weeks because that's when the brain is developed, that's when the nervous system is intact. That's when it's kind of believed that the child can actually feel pain. Anytime before the 20 week or the first, anytime within the first trimester, that's like in, you know, in, in, in doctor's term, the optimum time to get an abortion. So if you're gonna get it done, chances are you get it done earlier than later. Once it goes late term, then it's pretty much conceivable that that child can actually feel that pain. But in you know, in the big, in the grander scheme of things, an, an abortion with children feeling pain and things like that, it's really our own imagination that we really infringe on that child. We imagine ourselves, you know, feeling that kind of pain or getting sucked out. So we kind of we try to we, we try to empathize with the child, you know, to see. You know, I, I don't know how that's even possible, but you know, I want to really expand on Javier's point. Javier says, of course, it's murder. Why kill a human being? If you don't want the baby, then give it up for adoption when the baby's born. But I have to say that's a very cookie-cutter, black-and-white approach to this. You know, as a man, we have to be very tempered with how we address this situation because that kind of attitude is one of the reasons why legislation is being drafted and developed now. And that's one reason why we have a lot of these feminist movements because of men like, men like us saying things like this, that we can just give it up for adoption. Put yourself in the shoes of a woman. You know, think about your wife. Think about your girlfriend who carries, I mean, you have a living being inside of you. You're carrying that for nine months. You're feeling it. You're, I mean, you're feeding it. You're, everything about that child, you're one with. There's no separation. You are one with that child. And you think it's just that easy just to give it up? 
I mean, come on. We have to be we have to be more um, sensitive about this issue. You can't just give something like that up. It's like, dude, give up your wife. Just like that. Like, just divorce her. Just walk away. You get tired of it. You don't want to deal with it. Just walk away. You see how difficult that is? And that's a whole human. That is a whole woman. So, I mean, this approach that you can just give it up. Listen, sex is not something that's under a microscope. It's also not something that's 2020 news. Sex is something that's personal. And we all have our different sexual proclivity. We all have our different sexual desires. We all, we all do it differently, dude. So some of, our, some, some of our drives is a little bit stronger than the others. So it's not just that easy to control. So, and you know, in, in, the, in, in retrospect, when you have sex, yes, the chance of you producing a child with a healthy uterus, yes, it's there. But it's not that black and white. You could just stop having sex or just give a child up. So, you know, I, I, would, I would recommend, Javier, kind of be more sensitive to, you know, the bigger picture. All right? Um, here's Moses. Come back. No, actually, Bell comes in and says, I don't believe in late-term abortion. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Late-term, that's, you know, I, actually, put up, put up a picture. I want to show you a diagram. And this diagram has all eight months of when a child is you know, first born, I'm sorry, first conceived, um, you know, I guess is what a zygote, <laughs> and up to the point where it's nine months. Now, you see that in the first month, up top left. That first month there is pretty much when doctors recommend that's the perfect time to get an abortion. If you're going to get it done, that's the perfect time. Once it goes to the, you know, the second month, you see what the baby looks like. He's starting to develop his head, his arms, you know, and then the third month, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. And then the ninth, I mean, you see, that's a, that's a whole human right there, dude. So honestly, I, you know, I don't think abortion is necessarily murder. However, when you get close to that nine-month period and you see that whole human in that baby, I mean, a whole human in that, in that stomach, that's a really difficult thing to, um, you know, to kind of to gauge. However, it's all individualized. It has nothing to do with anyone outside of that relationship. All right? So it can be murder, but... How does it affect you? How does it affect me? You know, what, what does it mean if it is murder? I mean, if the law allows it, then, you know, can we really judge it? So anyway, let's, uh, what else do we have? I don't believe in late-term abortion. If you don't want the baby, you should make a decision before three months of pregnancy. Okay. Then Moses come and said, here's the messed up part. <clears throat> you go to New York, New York State, with their radical abortion laws that no longer recognize life inside the stomach of an eight-month pregnant woman, there's a case of, that's a case of homicide. Okay, I can dig it, Moses. And then you have, Bell, you can't just give it up for adoption. It's not that simple because you develop feelings. Yes. And this is, I, I, you know, more women need to get involved in this conversation because I don't want this to be a male-dominated conversation. And, and, and honestly, if, if you women don't speak up, then you cannot complain when a group of old white men are sitting on the panel making decisions for you. You must speak up about these type of things and just be candid, be open and honest. There's no politically correct here on the black image. We speak from my heart. My life belongs to me. My experiences, I am not ashamed of my experiences. You have to speak from that same area. You must speak from your experiences independent of what people may think. You're going to get a selection of people that's going to believe in you, that's going to uh, support you, and you're also going to get a selection of people who are not going to support you no matter what you do. It can be the most honest, straightforward thing ever. There will always be a group of people that's sitting over there, he ain't doing it right. She ain't doing that right. Listen, ladies, get involved in this conversation because I personally want to hear more from you guys. Okay? Moses come back and says, uh, which is why you have states like Alabama going extreme, the, extremely the other way. 
What's going on, Stacy? Live, love, laugh. What's going on, Carolyn? What's happening? What's happening? Usually, a pregnant woman develops feelings, and it's and it's just hard to give up a baby for adoption. Yeah, it's true. Javier comes behind Bell. What's going on, Marcy? What's happening, baby girl? Have you not seen how an abortion is performed? Yeah, yeah, I seen it. I've seen it. How was it not murder? They have to take out the baby in pieces, the suction, the brain out. They take the arm and the leg, and it sounds like murder to me. <clears throat> Javier, I actually agree with you, brother man. I agree with you. However, however, two things. One, how does that affect you when a couple way across town decide they want to get a, either an early term or a late term abortion? How does that affect you? Whether it's murder or not, if it's within the confines of the law, how does that affect you? If they do take off the arms and take off the legs, how does that affect me? If it's done a, a, a country over, how, how, like, why do we create such drama around these topics? Why is it such a big deal if it doesn't affect us directly? Like, if you're not forcing my family to have abortions, then what do I care? If, you know, there's, there's so many questions that people ask prior to making this decision. You've got to understand, to have an abortion is a big deal. It is not a black and white. Ooh, I got pregnant. Oh, how much? You got the 250? All right, cool. Let me, I got the other 250. It's not that easy, dude. There's so much that goes, that gets involved with it. There's emotions that get involved with having an abortion. There's, there's depression that gets involved with having an abortion. Anytime you have that thing, that, that, like, and, and I think this is for both men and women, anytime you have that particular dynamic of an abortion on the, on, on the table, that can be very like hurtful towards the man and the woman. I can't even pretend to imagine the way it feels for a woman. I can't even pretend to imagine that to have that life inside of you and because you're dealing with a situation where you don't think it's going to turn out promising, you're forced now to go and have an abortion. I can't imagine what that feels like. You know, to get pregnant by a man that, you know, you ultimately can't trust. You can trust him to give you a, show you a great time in the bedroom, but you can't trust him to raise a child. You see, honestly, listen, on the Black Image, we, we, we only talk truth here. And, you know, I have my experiences as well. I've had abortions before, abortions with an S, plural. And I have both situations, whereas I did the medical and also the surgical. I've been in both arenas where I've seen it, I've seen the effects of it. And as a man, it affects me. It absolutely affects me to know that I could have had a child with someone and I could have been raising that child today. That absolutely affects me. However, I also see the way it affects the woman. I, I literally seen the pain, the emotional, the emotional pain that she dealt with, that, that void of being pregnant. That void of <clears throat> not being pregnant anymore. I've, I've seen that the tears, the constant calls and the constant need nurturing because when a woman has to do something like that, it is a big deal. That is not something you take lightly, man. That's a lot of question that goes into, you know, goes into it prior to, prior to making that, that type of decision. Um, okay, so we have Javier coming in. It varies by situation, which I agree with. There are women that get raped and want to get rid of the baby because it reminds them of the situation. Then, Bell, that late-term abortion and early-term abortion, the fetus does not have a brain yet, arms or legs. Okay, so that's responding to something earlier. Okay, Rochelle Quinn, what's happening? Thanks for coming on in. Uh, and then Bell agrees with Javier. Yes, I definitely agree to abortion for that reason. And I guess the reason is being raped. Although I've seen cases where women who've gotten raped, they've actually kept that child. I don't know why. I don't, but again, to each his own, we are not, we're not desire to judge we really shouldn't put ourselves in that position to judge okay so to each his own i know um <clears throat> personally when um 
when when I started talking very openly and honestly about the abortions that I had, I was very surprised to see a lot of my friends and close family members that had abortions. I mean, whenever you bring something to the table, I, I always say this, whatever you do, about 95% of your circle has done the same thing. It's called birds of a feather. What they do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like-minded individuals just gravitate towards each other. Even if you've seen that movie, iRobot, they did a study on this is actually scientific. Like-minded individuals, they tend to gravitate towards one another. It's like when they did that experiment with the robots, when although it's like just all electronic, they put the robots inside one of those canisters. If you guys haven't seen the movie, definitely go and check it out. You can fast forward to this part. But they just naturally cluster and they group towards one another because that's just, it's just osmosis. This is what they do. So in your circle, like-minded people tend to gravitate towards each other. So if you have had an abortion, if you're contemplating one, then chances are, guess what? 95% of your circle has done the same thing. So don't ever feel bad about your life. Don't ever feel bad about things you've done. Don't ever feel bad about that. You hear me, YouTube? Don't ever feel bad about that because again, 95% of your circle, chances are they, they're involved in the same type of situations. Okay, so Moses comes and says, the problem is that our laws and our courts have not defined life. NASA scientists defines a random clump of cells in a frozen lake on Mars as life, yet politicians don't identify life inside of a pregnant woman for months. <laughs> Feels needs to be put inside of their, sorry, need to be put aside and there needs to be compromise and not radical extremes. Personally, in response to that, Moses, I think men should just step out of that topic altogether. This is really a topic that's strictly for women. When it comes down to abortion and things that women do with their bodies, that's really not a, a segment for men to take over. That is something that a group of women of power should sit down and really talk because they can go more in detail about it. I can't become emotionally connected to what it feels like to hold a child. I can't empathize with a woman who's pregnant. I just can't. I can't even empathize with a woman who's pregnant and then get an abortion. I can see it. I can, I can somewhat try to go in my memory bank and think about the the most hurtful thing that's ever happened to me and try to equate it to what she's dealing with. But in all honesty, can I really understand the pain that she feels when she's had an abortion? No. So I really think that's one of those situations where women really need to take over on that topic and really define it for themselves. And then if they, if they start taking away rights, then we, they can't blame us. We can, hey, we had nothing to do with that. That's between y'all. A woman's body, women handle it. You see what I'm saying? So I really think that women should handle it on their own. Okay, uh, Javier, it affects us indirectly. It affects society. It affects the way my kids will think in the future. What if my daughter gets pregnant one day? I don't want her to push, I'm sorry, just brush it off and say, oh, it's okay. I'll just get an abortion. Everyone is doing it. It doesn't affect us indirectly. I'm sorry, it does affect us indirectly and the way our children will think in the future. Um, Javier, I was born in 1980. All right? Um... When I was born, I don't know a society without abortion. So abortion has been around in my life, in the society that I live in since day one. So abortion is gonna be an option. I don't, I don't know a society without it. I mean, if you were born anytime after me, then the chances are the same thing, unless you were, I mean, let, let me go back to my notes. 1971, Lorraine Rothman and Carol Downer founded the feminist self-help movement. They invented the Dell M, which is the first menstrual extraction kit in 1971. So 
So even those who were born in 1970s, they don't know a lifestyle without abortion in society. We don't know a lifestyle without having abortion as an option. Like, so regardless of what we think our children are going to, going to, going to, um, going to think, we already think it. <laughs> so like, I, I don't, I don't, I really can't understand that point because it's already here. We already think that way. Again, birth control was invented by Margaret, Margaret Sanger. The first birth control clinic in the U.S. was in 1916. Our parents, our grandparents, their grandparents, they all was living in a society that had abortions ready and available. So, I mean, the only thing that can think differently, the only way they can think differently, honestly, is if we take it away. If we take away a woman's right to have an abortion or a right to have medical attention for whatever a woman's body needs, that's the only thing that's going to be different for them because when we're growing up, that's not relevant. A woman has rights right now to their own body. So, and Gene Pierre, what's going on, Danny Arrow? Yo, you got to come in at 9 o'clock hour, man. I got some great words for you. Sid Morales, great dancer, great dancer, great dancer. Gene Pierro, yo, no, it's not murder. <laughs> yo, listen, I took a poll on Facebook and I took a poll on YouTube. I always take a poll on these topics. And on Facebook, I think 75% out of, out of 22 people, no, no, I'm sorry, not 22. Out of 122 people that took the poll, 73% of individuals say no, abortion is not, a, uh, uh, it's not murder. Whereas 17% of people say yeah. And surprisingly, the 17% were all women. All women. And the first question that came up to my mind was have the, do those women have children? Do those women, have they ever had an abortion? Um, so these are, the, I mean, those are two things that come to my mind. Do they have children and have they ever had an abortion? And at that point, I think, I think, I think their, their input would be more, I guess, more, it's easier for me to understand when a woman says it's, a, it's, it's murder, if they've been in a situation where they may have felt like they had needed to get have an abortion or not. Who knows? It's, it's, it's all argumentative, all right? So Moses come back and says, the question becomes, when the woman's right of choice end and the child's right to live begins, the men that voice their opinions and the view supported with the facts are not talking about, excuse me, I'm not talking about the woman's choice. We're talking about the child's life. I believe in abortion, but there needs to be a reasonable limit. I agree. I agree. I think, um, I think anytime after the, again, after the first, well, it's, it's really, that's, that's really kind of a, a test for a lot of us because a lot of women don't find out that they're pregnant until they're like five weeks. That's like the, that's like the, 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 the gauge. Uh, usually the doctors always say, I mean, I got four kids, so I kind of have some input on this. <laughs> um, they always say you're, you're, you're five weeks pregnant, which is within the first trimester. But as I showed you that chart earlier, even in the second month, which is ultimately just eight weeks later, I mean, that kid has arms and legs. So, I mean, the, it really, really depends on each person's situation. Now, again, I can't really judge them. I, I, I see this from both spectrums. I have four children. I understand what it's like to have children. I understand what it's like to have that parental instinct. I understand what it's like to walk in the house and see your child sleeping on the couch and looking like, is that little motherfucker dead? <laughs> you go over there and put your hand on the chest. Okay, or you nudge and make sure they move. That parental instinct, I, I know what it's like, but I also know what it's like to go through an abortion, to be... 
you know, with someone who I end up, you know, having sex with, but I never intend on having another family with them. That's just not a part of our, our, our life. It was nothing medical. It was nothing poisonous. It was just that wasn't a part of our story. I mean, I just I, I, did, I wasn't going to commit and she didn't she wasn't going to commit. So we ended up in a situation where we just ultimately had to have an abortion. You know, that's just a decision that we made. And it didn't affect. I mean, initially, initially it was hurtful. Because, again, you, 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 you see the woman, you see the pain that she has to deal with making that kind of decision. I mean, it's not an easy thing. And then you see, um, you know, then I have to experience it myself, again, knowing that I impregnated a woman and that was my child. You know, and knowing that that child is now no longer here because we made a decision. So I see it from both ends of the spectrum. I feel the emotion that's associated with it, you know. For some women, hell, pregnancy is a fucking business, dude. <laughs> I mean, so have, you ever, have you ever seen... Uh, 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 an abortion clinic, a lot of those girls come in right after the club. I mean, they get that damn abortion, they right back in the club the next night. This is like a business for some of them. They got so many abortions, the doctor like, man, listen, you can't come in here no more. Alright? If you're gonna come here, come through the back door. Shit, man, your insurance is running out. Your fucking, your, your copay is skyrocketing, man. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't, there is a reasonable Lennon Moises, but again, to each his own. Now, honestly, when it comes down to that child's life, as you separated from a woman's health or a woman's choice to a child's life, at any given moment, this is just my position, and I don't have a monopoly on truth. Everything I say could be argumentative. It's just the way I think until I find a more mature and better way to think about it. A woman, as long as that child is in that woman's womb, she has the right to make whatever decision she wants. Whether it's endangering that child's life or not, that is still her life taking care of her child's life. All right? It's like, it's like, can't no one tell me how to raise my children? Those are my children. I was blessed with them. I had the tools to raise them. They came to me because ultimately I just got the right to raise them. This is what it is. That's who it is. That's what it is. Period. Point blank. God didn't give those kids to anyone else. He gave them to me. So whatever tools I had... I have the tools to raise them. That's what I'm going to do. It's like someone coming in and trying to tell me how to raise my children. And you know how, do you know how insulting that is? It's insulting for someone who's not going to cook for my children, someone who's not going to bathe them at night, study with their homework, visit them, you know, have PTA meetings, go and play in the park with them, you know, teach them things. To, for someone to come in and then tell me how to raise my children when they're not putting in the work. That child is not running to them at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to jump in their bed because they had a bad dream. No. When I have to put the work in, when I'm getting woken up in the middle of the night, when I got to go to hospital visits and, and do all of these things, when, when, when I'm trying to get some sleep and they don't want to sleep yet, the, the person who's on the outside telling me what to do with my children, they're not the ones dealing with that. They don't have to deal with the consequences. So it's the same thing. Um, you, if that woman is pregnant with that child, I don't see... I don't see the logic in anyone outside of that woman making any decisions for that child until that child is born. And even after that, the, the decision-making and, and the, uh, the decision-making changes or it shifts a little bit because now that's a real human and it has rights and it has, it's, un, it's under the law now. So as long as that child is in the woman's womb, I personally cannot see any other options of, of advice or taking care of what to do outside of that woman. That's her complete right. If she wants to have a late-term abortion... As much as I disagree with it, it's really not my call to make. That's none of my business. If she wants to do that, she has to live with that. Like, honestly, if I see a woman having a late-term abortion, wow, that's really fucked up. Hey, well, what you guys want for dinner? You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, has, it doesn't affect my life. It doesn't affect the way I think. That is her life. People, make, people do fucked up shit all the time. I mean, abortion is not, it's not the worst thing you can do. I mean, come on, I am black. 
<laughs> I am black. And our history, fucking unborn child. Have you seen the born children that get hung from trees? Have you seen the born children that get bombs dropped on them? I mean, when it comes down to, you know, principle of the thing and the principle of, the, of life and death, you have to look at it from a bigger picture. And abortion is not the worst thing in the world, whether it's murder or not. It's not the worst thing in the world, you know? Philando Castillo, I mean, have we forgotten that? Alter Sterling, have we forgotten that? These guys were here already. <laughs> they lived a few years, and they just got picked off. So, I mean, ask these people who support in those situations, ask them, do you support abortion? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, so is abortion murder? What do we think? Is abortion murder? Yes or no? On Instagram, I think 80, 80, no, no, that was Facebook. But on Instagram, I think 65% of people said yes. It's 65% it, of people said yes, it is abortion. 35% of people said no, it's not abortion. So I, my, my, my Facebook audience and my, um, my um, Instagram audience, they seem to be kind of on different, or like, like, like polar opposites here, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I thought I had the same friends on both, on both engines, but clearly, you know, I guess some people follow me on Instagram a little stronger than they follow me on Facebook, and it's completely polar opposites, almost equivalent. Almost equivalent. What's going, what's going on, Colleen? What's happening to Wendy? Tia, Tia, why are you guys not out watching um, um, fireworks? <laughs> you guys are rocking out with me, man. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So we are talking about, we are talking about, it's abortion murder. It's abortion murder. Before, I can only imagine, and I wrote a few of these questions down. Before an abortion takes place, now being a person who's been involved in one and also someone who has children, some of the questions that I had to ask myself prior to um, you know, involving myself in that conversation is, can, I, can we afford to have a child? Can we afford to parent it? That's ultimately, when you, when you bring a child into this world, you have to be prepared for your life to shift completely. Like you have to be prepared for your life to completely be ultimately shifted around. Because everything about what you think you know, it's, it all comes into play. Like every lesson, excuse me, every lesson that mommy and daddy, that grandma and grandfather, every lesson that they ever taught you, anything that they ever said to you, all of it comes into play now. Because at this very point, you are now responsible for life. That child depends on you completely. You cannot sit that child out on the table and just let it do it, raise itself. That's, that's, that, that's not how this whole thing works. Once you can see, you are now responsible for another heartbeat. You're responsible for another mental capacity. You are responsible for a lot. So the very first question that a lot of people find themselves asking is, can we afford to parent a child? Can we afford the, the possible medical bills? Like everyone wants a healthy child. And a lot of times when these kids come in and come in the world, you know, the doctor say they're healthy. And then you take them home. And then a month later, you got to bring their little asses back because certain things are now starting to develop. There's certain things around the house. There's certain things in the air. It's no longer the, it's no longer the comfort of a woman's womb. You are, now in, you are now out in the real world. There's cars driving by and there's exhaust being put out. This, car, this kid is not exposed to global warming. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, emissions and, 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 and sunlight. You know, this child is exposed to everything. I mean, 20 pounds of pressure per square inch of the body. It, you know, it is, it's exposed to everything. 
So you got to ask yourself the question. Can you afford to take care of a child? Can you afford to send that child to school? Can you afford to deal with that child not fitting in? Like all these possibilities in that child. Do you have the mental, uh, mental capacity to deal with it? And you have to ask yourself, do, can you do it? Because once that child is here, you have no choice. So a lot of times when people are considering abortions, don't look at it as a black and white. We cannot oversimplify life like that. This is not something that's so black and white and straightforward. No, this is, a lot goes into these type of things. You ask yourself, am I able to stay in school? Let's say for those who are in school. I had an abortion before, and this, uh, and, and, um, the abortion that I had with this young lady who was actually in school. And she had to ask herself, you know, is this something that I can do? You know, is, it, is, this, is this something that we can do? I want, she wanted to finish school. She wanted to, you know, get her, uh, finish her degree. And she ended up pregnant. And, you know, she had to ask herself. It's just a really straightforward that, you know, question. Am I, am I willing to stop doing what I'm doing and have this child and change my whole life around? I didn't meet my goal. I set out, I set out, I set out to have a goal. And I almost got there. And then I got pregnant. And now I have to nurse. I have to be home. I have to, you know, my body may get sick. I mean, there's so many possibilities with women when it comes down to pregnancy. So a lot of questions they ask themselves, you know, and that's maybe one of them. Can I continue to work? And can I continue going to school? And then one of the most, one of the most deal-breaking questions that I, I just know most women ask, is the father going to be there? Is the father going to be there? Because whether you're in school, whether you can afford it or not, if that man is not there, that makes things that much harder. So a lot of times when you, when you, when you try to oversimplify the abortion, you got to keep in mind what goes into it. You got to understand this is not a black and white thing. A lot goes into it because if you're dealing with a nothing-ass man who just so happened to be good in bed, but you don't want to get a, you, wanna, you don't want to have a family with this cat. Sometimes abortion is the only option you have. And then, you know, as sad as you may think it is, sometimes that's just what it is. Now, before I go into the next question, I want to, uh, Moses come in and said the issue with that logic. Let me hear you what you got, man. The issue with that logic is that gender shouldn't allow a monopoly to make decisions. That's like saying since all Navy SEALs teams are men, they can never have a female officer give them orders or have a female general be in charge of their base. I see where you're coming from, but that logic would fit in, sorry, that logic would, I'm sorry, I guess you may, it wouldn't. That logic wouldn't fit in other situations. A woman's input definitely carries more weight through, um, more weight, 100%. Plenty of same-sex couples and couples that can't have kids are willing to adopt. Yes, they are, and I agree with you. However, that's not the prerequisite to an, uh, an abortion. Like when you have, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not really sure of your history, but I'm, talk, I'm, I'm speaking from experience when I was actually in a position to have input on whether or not to abort my own child. You know, have, uh, that did come up. It came up. It absolutely did come up. But I'm, you know, my history doesn't allow me to abandon any of my children. It just doesn't allow me to do that. So in my situation, if, if for, regardless if someone's willing to adopt a child, regardless of people are barren and, and women can't produce, reproduce, re regardless of that, if I see my child being carried by my woman or my side chick or whatever that is, if I see her being, that child being carried, there's a certain emotional connection that I have with that child now. So I don't know if I personally would be okay with seeing that child born, 
or knowing that child is being born and just knowing I would never probably see that child again until like 20 to 25 years when they come looking for me. You know, that's the reality. Because even though you can give it up for adoption, that child most certainly always come back. I know this woman now. She's like in her 50s. And she's, she's been trying to meet her natural parents forever. Forever. It's something that's inevitable. People, are, it's, you know, we naturally want to know our parents. That's just what it is. You naturally want to know our parents. Like, I was a ward of the state. I was a foster child. But I still wanted to be around my parents. You know, you just, no matter what the situation is, no matter how even abusive they are, there's something about children where you always want to be in your parents' life. You always at least want to know who they are. You kind of want to self-identify. So, yes, I hear your point. But, you know, you got to keep in mind, if you have never been in a situation where abortion has had to be an option, then, you know, you know, thinking about who wants to adopt this baby, it's, it's not really an option after you even carried it for nine months. Now, you, you, you think about the woman. You carried the child for nine months. You, 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 you've let this kid, <laughs> you've let this kid fuck your feet up. Your feet big as hell. Now you can't fit him in your shoe. Your nose and got big. Your face and got fat. Your body all stretched out. You let this kid do all this to you. And you're going to say, ah, push. Ugh! Take it away. Give it to another family. Are you serious? No, no, no. That goes for surrogates. If you want to be a surrogate, then, yeah, they sign up for it. They get paid a hell of a lot of money to do it. However, when this is your child that you're carrying, you're becoming warm with that. You see that child's hand pressing out of your womb. You know, the man is there. He sees the movement. You know, you're getting woken up in the middle of the night. She's, been, she's throwing up. I mean, all of these things is happening to a woman during pregnancy. I mean, your cravings. You're sending your man or your husband or your boyfriend out to get chips and purchase you animals and shit like that, Belle. <laughs> When these things are happening, it, to just give it up in the end, it's not always an option. So a lot of times it's best to just get rid, you know, best to just get it over with, first trimester, have an abortion so there's no, so there's no more emotional attachments that's built up. You know, that's the idea. We don't disagree. We're looking at the same number, my brother. You see six and I see nine. Neither of us are wrong and we're just sharing knowledge. No, no, no. This is not an issue of right or wrong. I, I, oh my gosh, dude. If you ever feel like I'm taking a position, then by all means, do what you're doing to correct me. I never take a, a concrete position. I give my conjecture. You know, I, I speak from my own experience. I, I'm only speaking from what I was thinking when I was faced with that situation as whether or not to have an abortion or not. Or whether or not to have these children. Now, I have four children. So I got four that made it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, then I have a number that didn't. So... I see it from both ends. However, I don't have a monopoly on truth. I hear your point, and, I, I'm, and I'm with you. It's, I, I see both six and nine. You know, matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why I had to have kids in the first place, those two fucking numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, the idea is when you're faced with that situation, you know, it's really individualized. You know, that's, that's not one size fit all. I mean, you can say abortion is murder, but what does it mean when you're faced with a situation where abortion is a reality? Like, you know, I, I say this, and I know this is a very, very fucked up position to have. It's a very fucked up position to have. But as a man, as a man who have had a, just because I fuck you does not mean I want a family with you. That is just my God's honest truth. Sometimes I just like to fuck. You know, I'm just telling I just wanted to fuck. I, I, th I thought we had an understanding here, you know. I, I've been in a situation, you know, whereas I wanted to just fuck around. And I thought she was on the same page and she got pregnant and she decided against it. She wanted to have the damn kid. So now I'm like, fuck. And I'm damn, now I gotta, I gotta be stuck with your ass. That's a rea that is a reality for me. So, I mean, honestly, you know, I think 
if men if men really want to have an input on what an abortion how abortion should happen i was thinking about something really jacked up the other day i was like if she's a side chick and if your side chick gets pregnant I personally think that you should be able to keep the child and abort the woman. <laughs> you fucking homewrecker? Hell no. You keep that baby, but you abort the woman. That's my attitude when it comes down to side chicks getting pregnant. You know what I mean? That's a little joke. <laughs> so, man, Javier, where the girls at today? Need to hear from them. I agree. There was two problems I ran into. I didn't realize it was the 4th of July. I didn't realize that until yesterday, but I couldn't cancel because I already started my advertisement for today's show. And uh, plus, I, you know, they pay for the damn airtime. So, no, I'm talking about this shit. Um, <laughs> and two, again, it's the 4th of July. Everybody have, everybody, everybody's out doing their own thing. You know, that's why I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me this evening because, you know, you guys could be out there watching fireworks. I mean, honestly, I'm 38 years old. I didn't see fireworks for damn near 30 five conscious years it's just so much i mean ooh, there's about 15 to 20 minutes of different kind of fireworks doing the same thing they did last year and then as a finale big deal every single year the same thing same thing so i mean after a while it becomes like you know am i really going to make sacrifices for this you can't bring your animals <laughs> you know what i mean they get all scared and the kids they, they're excited about it but at that point it's really just for the kids so you know my man Moses says you need a side chick contract. What's going on? Yo, Eric, what's going on, big guy? Congratulations on your fighter, man. Congratulations. I heard he, I saw he kicked ass. Overhand, overhand right. He clocked his ass. That was some good shit, man. More, more power to you and your program. I got to come by and hang out with you guys a little bit more. Come and kick your ass. How about that? <laughs> My man Moses, side chick contract. You got that right. Damn home records. Want to have You want to get pregnant. As a home record and try to hide a kid because you think he's gonna come and take care of your ass. No, no, fuck that. Keep the child, abort that woman. You can give that. I got a vasectomy, so all my side chicks are safe. My man, Javier. <laughs> my man. Hell no, that's funny. So again, we can, uh, as men, we can try to address this whole issue with, um, we can try to address this whole issue with uh, abortion and try to be as, you know, as pragmatic as possible, but in all in all kind in all in all in all reality, we can never really feel what what a woman feels. You know, again, that's a whole segment of questions that we ask. I mean, you got to think about how would your life change because ch children is a life changing thing. It's life changing. Children is not that is life changing. Again, there's nothing like that parental instinct that just automatically kicks in once that child gets here. I was scared. When I first had my, my, my children, I was scared because I just didn't know what it would require of me. I, I didn't know. I mean, I've seen it, but I just didn't know what it would require. So, again, being on both sides, having an abortion and also having children, you know, I oftentimes think, what would my life have been had I not, had, had I not gone through with the abortion? What, what, if life, what, had, what would life have been? Would the children that I have now, would they ever have been here, you know? That's a, that's, a, that's a question. But you also know, uh, um, and I hate to pick on the church, but do you know that the majority, well, I can't say that because I have no stats to back it up, but from my experience, the majority of women in church, those are the ones who are occupying the, the, the Planned Parenting because the pressure that the church put up on you. I keep telling you, sex is the most powerful mind-controlling action ever. 
Sex is very powerful. If you are over 20, I mean, well, are there any virgins left? I mean, virgins are now, what, in fifth grade? After fifth grade? <laughs> it's like, I mean, come on, when are, when are kids screwing at this, at this point? There are, I, don't, I don't think there are any virgins left. So if you ever had sex, dude, you can't just stop having sex. It's not that easy, especially for men. So when you think about the church and, how the, and the pressure that the church put up on you, it's conceivable that the majority of women who are getting abortions, they are church-going individuals, and they just don't want to be found out. They, they, they don't want to be straight up with their parents, or they don't want to be straight up with their church. They're in a position in church. I've seen it happen a, a couple of times. You know, ministers, men, they, they, they have these, these women that they screw around with, and they get them pregnant. And before you know it, they need to suggest you have an abortion because they don't want to be found out. I mean, people are very, we, we have become a society that can't even be honest with ourselves. And if we can't be honest with ourselves, we damn sure can't be honest with each other. We become that society. And I think that's really jacked up. A society that we can't be honest with ourselves. I mean, you're putting on this front for people. So what? I, listen, who I am today is because of my ingredients. Who I am right now, July 4th, 2019. It's because of my ingredients. Everything that's ever happened to me, everything I've ever been through, everything I've ever done, it's, who, it's, it's my ingredients, it's my primary definition. So guess what? The mere fact that I've had abortion, that's part of my ingredients. There is nothing that I'm at 38 years old, that's nothing that I'm ashamed of in my life because it all makes me who I am. And, every, and life is always best guess anyway. So the next moment, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can use my intelligence to, to figure it out. But in all fairness, do we really know what we're going to do the next moment? And that's just not, it's just not patently intelligent. It's just not possible. So, I mean, we become such a society, a society that can't be honest with ourselves. We, we're, we're afraid of the things that we've done, yet we enjoy doing them when we did them. Like, think about it. Everyone who has sex ended up having an abortion. Did that orgasm not feel good? When you first saw that woman or saw that man and you saw man, I, oof, I, I, I look forward to it. When you first saw that and when you get to that point where you know it's about to happen and y'all start taking those clothes off and y'all start kissing and hugging and all that stuff and y'all get into the action, does that not feel good? Does that not exciting? And then you get pregnant and now you hate each other. And now it's all, now you, now you got to be found, now you got to be found out and now you got to be, you know, play this game of a secret and all this shit. Like, think about it. Like, you can't be just comfortable with your decision as a grown man a grown ass man if i decide now i'm married so you know i'm just saying it hypothetically if i decide to go out there and start screwing around like dude i have to own that like there's no way i can like do something do something like that and then be upset that something's happening as i didn't plan to happen no when you do crazy shit the result's most always going to be crazy <laughs> but you got to own it you have to be honest with yourself, very, very honest with yourself, you know, and you got to own it. It, it, regardless of who has something to say about you. Trust me, I've been there. I've been in, I've been in a position of embarrassment. My, my, my first child was conceived while I was a minister in the church. And the way the church responded was disgusting. The, it was disgusting until you get to the point where you feel confident in yourself. And you know what? I'm the one that's left with the circumstances of my life. I'm the one that got to make the decisions. I'm the one that have to live. Am I really going to allow what you think to guide my life when I got one shot at this? 
There's no do-overs. I got one shot at life. And I cannot waste on you screwing me up or giving me ideas that you not you don't have to suffer the consequences. Um you don't have to suffer the consequences of of, of your advice. So, with that said, <laughs> I saw this video earlier. Man, this shit was so funny. <laughs> and it's like when you are that carefree person, when you just have no concept of what of what danger is, when you have no concept of what what nasty or when when you ultimately when you're a child, you just see life through a very very straightforward clear lens. Everything is happy. Everything is hearts, stars, clovers, and blue moons. Everything is push the goddamn button, Juntile. Everything is pop, hold it down. When you are a child, everything is that. I got this video of this little girl. Man, it is yo. Roll the video of this little girl. Make sure all technical difficulties are out of the way. <laughs> let it run again. Let it run again. <laughs> clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Oh, gosh. Yo! Yo, 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 yo. So. So, so, so. Talk back to me. You know, ladies, ladies, I need your guys' input. I really need your input to, um, you know, kind of just rock with the guys a little bit. Because honestly, again, if you want to take charge of your bodies, if you want men to get out of the way, you got to start speaking up. You know, I know you, you guys, you know, sometimes it seems like you guys are on a, a different planet when it comes down to this equality thing. It's like you want to do everything that a man can do. And then we got to correct you and say, well, no, you're not supposed to do everything a man can do. You're supposed to do everything a man can't do. But some, for some women, that's just not good enough. They want to be able to do everything a man can do. And that's fine. That each, each woman, each his own. But in this regard, um, you have to take, you got to take a lead role when it comes down to issues of your body. You got to take, you got to take, I mean, you cannot give that up under no circumstances. Because, I mean, men, we have a very one-track way of looking at things. We have a very linear way of looking at things. We, we're not very abstract when it comes down to women and their bodies. We see you guys through a very, very short lens. You know, we see ass, we see uh, vagina, we see tits. The pretty face is a bonus. Great and, and nice hair, that's, all those things are a bonus. But men see women through a very, very strict lens. So we won't really be able to connect to your struggle without your input. You have to get involved. Like, you cannot let this society get to the point where they're now telling you what you can and cannot do with your body. Ladies, you gotta fight for this. I don't get under, in, under any and all circumstances, you must fight for this, all right? So you guys need to be more involved in the conversation. Anytime something like this comes up, you need to get involved. You need to add your, add your input, add your intellect, add your, uh, talk to us, you know, let us know exactly how you feel. You know, get involved. Otherwise, you're gonna leave it to us, man. Between, let me see, between, um, 1970 and 2015, about 43 million babies have been aborted. 43 million. How about that? And that's not including from 2015 to now 2019. So you can imagine if it's like even some, well, how, how, do we, how do we break that down? From 1970 to 2015, that's what, 45 years? 
Yeah, about 45 years. When you, when you divide 45 by 43 million, you know, you're looking at about, what, approximately 10 million per child? I mean, 10 million? I'm sorry, am I getting it right? I don't know. My, my math is kind of off right now, but I'm uh, 45 divided by, I don't forgot all damn numbers. Whatever. Y'all got the numbers. Do the math. You're looking at a substantial amount of kids being, you know, terminated every 10 years. So, I mean, come on. We got to be more, you know, we got to be more proactive about this. You know, let, I mean, what are those circumstances are that these abortions are taking place? You have to voice your opinion. You have to voice your right to have them whenever you so feel. Now, if you're just doing it for a business, that's different. You know, a lot of you girls got these fake pregnancy tests that come out positive no matter what. And then you just, you know, jack guys for three, four hundred bucks every single time. You know, that's a real thing. I think um, I think my man Corey Holcomb came up with that concept once. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, but it's true. A fake pregnancy test. They have these things out there now. And now these women are kind of making a, making a profit off of fake abortions. So, I mean, ladies, you got to get involved. You got to get involved. You know, you, you have to get involved. But also, guys, you got to be wise, man. You got to be we, we, we have to we have to be wise. We got to be more conscious of what we're doing. I can't say we'll ever stop being led by a dick. Dude, we, that's just who we are. We're just men, and we're going to fuck anything that's moving. That's just that's how we are. We're just irresponsible. But for those of us who can kind of control it a little bit, you kind of got to be more, you know, I don't know. You got to try to be more responsible when it comes down to these type of things, man. If you're going to be out there in the streets, dude, man, listen, you don't want some nothing-ass woman on your tail. For you younger guys, man, listen, for you younger guys and young, younger girls, if I can save you the headache and save you the stress of having to deal with having to deal with someone for that amount of time, you need to hear me now. Don't hear me later. Hear me now before you make that decision to have unprotected sex with that nothing ass man. You better think twice if he's going to be there or not. If he's not going to be there, I don't care how good he is in bed. You better protect yourself. If you guys going to go raw, you need to have plan B. You need to have that contraceptive. Now, that's some $30 boxes, and that's also some $50 boxes. You can use your medical insurance. I'm not really sure how that whole thing works. But if you're going to deal with nothing-ass men, it's probably best that you protect yourself or at least have some plan B right afterwards. So you're, not, so, so, so you're just not dealing with that kind of guy for a, a prolonged period of time. Chances are a nothing-ass man, you can't change a nothing-ass man. Even if, even if you got money, that nothing-ass man is still nothing. And he's only going to be... Therefore, as long as he can come up, the minute he come up, your ass is grass. You understand me? So you got to be real wise when it comes down to those type of things. Now, when it comes down to men dealing with nothing-ass women, listen, you know when they're nothing. I, 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 know, I know she's good. I know, I know it feels good. But, dude, if you have no plans on making this thing work with this girl, listen, it's probably best that you just take a wiser decision, man. Because when it comes down to that, that, that girl get pregnant, you have no say. And if she decides to go through with it, that's your life. And you're stuck with that woman and you'll resent her. Because ultimately, if you didn't want that child to be here, when that child get here, that resentment will build up. And there are a lot of fights could take. I mean, trust me, I've been there. I've done that. You know, got T-shirts, shoes, clothes, hats, <laughs> apparel, you, you name it. So, again, this is my moment to kind of come at you guys and, you know, give you a little bit of, um, you know, give you some advice. You know, try to try to try to be responsible when it comes down to uh, sex and education. You know, sex is a part of our society. Abortion is a part of our society. 
You know, both of these two things are walking hand in hand. You cannot have sex without the expectation of having a child. That's just the way it goes. It's how it is. No questions asked. Um, however, there, there are responsible ways of doing it. That doesn't mean you'll always be responsible. Trust me. As much as grown folks tell the younger generation to be responsible, we're just as irresponsible. It, it, it just, it, it never, we never grow out of that, that, that irresponsible stage. We just do it better. You understand? We just have more, we have more resources. You know what I mean? So you got to keep that in mind. Although we want the younger generation to be, I mean, I, I will never forget. I will never forget all the teachers that had all this shit to say in, in high school and in, and in grammar school. And then when you get older, you become of age and you become sexually mature. Now them teachers looking at you. Now, now I know a, a number of people who actually had sex with their teachers. The same teachers that were saying, say no to drugs. These, they out smoking weed with them. The same teachers that are saying, you know, protect yourself. They out having sex with their students. I mean, dude, when you get older, you just do it better. When you're younger, you got to be more responsible because then at that point, you're not in the position to take care of anything. You know, it's, it's so many ways to go about this. I mean, and again, I only have like two hours, so I really can't hit every point. But um, at the end of the day, we are talking about is abortion murder. And... Again, my conjecture on this topic is each his own. Each person has to just make a decision on their own. So who's still rocking out with me? Uh, is it time for those fireworks yet? It's, it's, it's dark outside, right? It's dark out there. Oh, Javier, my man. What you got? Franklin Stewart. Thank you for coming on through, man. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. I know, um, I know it's a lot of, um, there's a whole bunch of noise being made outside. Chicago. That was a meme. Oh, my gosh. That was a meme that, um, that, that I saw earlier, they said, listen, we ain't shooting nobody. <laughs> Put them damn guns down, go have a barbecue and sit your ass down. You hear that, Chicago? Go somewhere and sit your ass down. Let this be one fourth of July. That tomorrow, we're not looking at the body count. Because honestly, you know, you can't tell whether it's gunshots or whether it's fireworks. But listen, let, let, let's, let's, let's try to get ahead of this right now. It's 8 o'clock in Chicago now, so it's just starting to get dark. You know, the sun should be down, but it's just starting to get dark. Let's do ourselves one of the biggest favors. For all you cities that are, you know, just, just ridden with, with, with gang violence and all of this stuff, can we just do ourselves a solid? And for the first time, Chicago, for the first time in a very long time, can nobody get killed this weekend? Can, can the 4th of July just be about barbecue ribs and barbecue chicken and celebrate with our family and you know, you know have like the little the little lighters and things and watching the the, um, the lights in the sky can it just be about that for one just just this year let's see if we can do the better next year and do better next year let's just take a moment and get ahead of this and try not to kill each other this weekend all right no more body counts every time we have a fourth of july every every year the next day or the next weekend i go online or it comes on the news well there was a shooting over the weekend, 4th of July weekend, how 50 people got shot and 30 got killed. Can we, can, can, we, can we not play this record this year, dude? Like, seriously, man, come on, we better than this. We are so much better than this. John Morgan, what's good, my man? Yo, you out of Chicago, man. Help me parakeet this message. Push this brand forward, dude. Rita, you're back. What's going on, baby girl? Yvonne, what's happening? Javier, you're back again. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Women are watching fireworks with our un unaborted children. <laughs> oh. I hear it out there too, man. Wow, 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 wow. Well, you guys watch those um, 
You watch those uh, fireworks with your unaborted children. That's funny. That's so funny. Mm. So, again, thank you guys so much, man. I don't know what I would do without you guys. Anyway, so did y'all hear my joke I made earlier about keeping the child and aborting the woman? Did y'all hear that joke? <laughs> I made it up. Um, actually, no, I think I heard that from someplace. I don't remember when, but it just came to mind. There's a few other abortion jokes I can tell, but I, you know, I could probably get away with it now because, you know, I expect that most people are out watching the fireworks, but the replays could be horrible. And I, you know, whatever. I'll probably lose a lot of fans, but who, who cares? Y'all know me. Y'all know these just jokes and they're going to be something to talk about. So I figured, you know, just like the advertisement, if you put yourself in the position of a unaborted child and your arms start hurting, and then you look down and your arm hurting because it's gone. And then later on, you feel like your leg is, a few seconds later, your leg is hurting. And then you look up, they dragging that shit out too. And it's like, oh shit, y'all taking me out of here? Yo, what the heck? What the hell? Why couldn't y'all do this earlier? You wait till I get arms and legs? Put yourself in the shoes of an unborn child. That's what we're doing anyway. That's why we got the, that's why we have an opinion. Because that's what we do anyway. We put ourselves in the position of these unborn children. We give them our pain. We, we, we try to become them and say, okay, if you abort me, how would that feel? So, I mean, it's abortion murder. We feel like we, 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 we use our imagination and say, well, if you kill me, then that's murder. And that child looks like me, so that must be murder. Again, I put up a chart earlier. And you have to, from the first month to the ninth month. And there is a certain, you know, in my opinion, there's a certain line that has to be drawn. Again, as a person who's had abortions, you know, I see it from both, both spectrums. I have kids and also had abortions. But again, there is a certain line that, you know, honestly, I just don't, I can't get down with, I can't get down with aborting a child that when you look at the ultrasound, you can literally see that heart beating and those little hands and that big ass little weird head that little zygotes have. <laughs> you know, baby's looking weird as shit when they in the stomach, boy, until they get to like that. Seven, eight, and ninth month. Those some weird looking jokers, boy. God, don't. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, man. Yeah, dude. At a certain point that we get to, uh, I'm, I'm not really certain if abortion is not murder. However, as a man, that's really not my position to take. Whether it's murder or not, that's really not my position. You know, it, it, this is a this is a case where it's, it's a woman's call. Women should really be involved in this conversation. That's really something that a woman should be legislating and a woman should be deciding and developing. That's really not something I, I don't think any man should be involved in. Now, we start. Now, if we had sperm, let's let's <laughs> let, let, let's let's expect. Let's think about this. If a man's sperm, if a man doesn't have sex. All right. And his sperm count builds up. And the longer his sperm count builds up, let's say his sperm start developing legs and arms and things like that. Now, how do we feel if a woman says, you know what? Once your sperm get to a certain point, you can't have sex with us because we don't want them big ass sperms being shot in us because it's painful. It feels good as hell to us. Like it feels amazing. The bigger those sperm are coming out when you when you when you go on it like, oh my God. And you you haven't had any in a while, those sperms like fucking this size, and they're shooting out, that shit feels so good. What if a woman says no? You can't get you can't let them get to that point. You must now abort the baby or abort the sperm. <laughs> I mean, think about that. How would you abort the sperm? This, if it wouldn't be fair, I wouldn't want a woman getting involved in that conversation because that's something that you know men gotta discuss. However, it does indirectly affect them. 
because you got to shoot them big ass sperm inside them little ass cervix. You know, I understand that. But again, that's one of those situations where you can kind of you can kind of jab around with any. You, know, you can kind of play with a, a bunch of different scenarios. But at the end of the day, is abortion murder? And again, based off the poll that I took on Facebook, majority of women think it is. On Instagram, the majority of women think it's not. That's to me, that's kind of weird. I, you know, I, I guess, you know, you can't be surprised with anything when you take these polls, man. Cause I tell you, wow. But anyway, again, um, taking things back on a more serious note, abortion is not something that's taken lightly. That's something that's very, very serious. A lot of thought goes into it. I mentioned this earlier. A lot of thought goes into having an abortion. It's not a black and white thing. It's not black and white by a long shot, man. To think that it's just something that you can just do as a sport. No, it's, 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 it's not a sport, man. This is not something, it, it costs, it takes time. It takes an emotional toll. It takes money. It takes, it, it, it just takes so much. It's, it's almost like it's literally taking a piece of you and flushing it down the drain. It's literally, I've seen a bunch of, um, you know, when I, when I was doing my studies on this topic, I've seen a bunch of um, photos and also seen a bunch of abortions perform. It is gruesome. It is extremely gruesome. The way they, you know, take those, I guess their forceps or whatnot, or whatever they use as a suction in the first, tri in the first uh, trimester. Um, but you know, once you get to the second and third month, of the first trimester, when you take those four steps and you just start ripping those babies' arms off and then you put them on, like it's 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 emotionally draining to see that because I, you know, we again we put our own imagination into it and then we imagine our arm getting ripped off, like it's they, they literally disassembling a human being. It's that's it's literally happening, disassembling a human being until they get to the point where all of the limbs are off, and then they crush the head. And this white, milky stuff, it's, 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 it's so disheartening to see. It's so emotionally challenging to see. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. However, it is a reality. It is a part of our society. It's a part of our life. Again, I was born in 1980. And being born in 1980, I don't know a life without abortion in it. I don't know a society without abortion. It's been around for much longer. I mean, again, 1916? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's been around since long before I even got here. So I don't know a lifestyle without having abortion as an option in society. Nonetheless, to see it, to experience it, it is a very, very tumultuous um, time, time in your life. It's, it's, it's very, very disheartening. Okay? So, so um, you know, but again, it's, each situation is different. And every person has to come to a conclusion as what's best for them. I again, I, I don't, I don't know how many times I can say this, but I just don't understand how this affects anyone outside of that couple. I, I just really don't know. Now again, unless your side chick getting pregnant, at that point, he. <laughs> Keep the child. Abort the woman. In dr. In Nicaragua, in El Salvador, do you know that abortion has been completely, completely, entirely banned? Entirely banned. 
in DR of all places, a place where women got the fattest asses, dude. Like, how? Like, what is the control? I mean, these guys are sterile in DR of all places. It's been completely banned. El Salvador, completely banned. Nicaragua, completely banned. I mean, places where the women are fine than a mother. Dude, it's completely banned there. Completely banned. Did you guys know that? Nicaragua, El Salvador, and DR. DR, where, you know, well, honestly, <laughs> thinking of DR lately, you ain't got to be a baby. To, you ain't got to be a baby to, to get killed there. You know, you got to just drink the water or whatever that's going on there. What's going on, Nisha? What's happening, Naisha? Hey, hey, what's going on, girl? Yo, yo, yo. Naisha, stick with me, all right? We're about to go into a segment that we call the, um, damn, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> we have the, um, Cassandra Halls, what's going on? I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm having a, a bit of a moment here. There we go. We have the beauty angel of the week. I have my friend in Chicago. Her name is Kawana Cade. Can I tell you, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, what a beauty angel of the week. This girl is on point. This girl is hot in this left and right, man. Put this video up. This girl just having a day strolling down the damn street. I think she's on a resort. Girl, look at you. I mean, walking like she just, look at her. Look at her. Really? Really? Oh, look back over your shoulder. Oh, yeah, I know I got it. I know I got it going on. See the girl in the background? <laughs> look at the girl in the background. Like, uh, she, what, what are you doing, young lady? Who, who you think you are? Oh, yeah, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. Oh, yes. The hair, the body, the skin, the girl is on point. Look at her, the tattoos. Yes, 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 girl. You better work it. Work it, Kawana K. That is my beauty angel of the week. Give her a round of applause, guys. Make sure you get to her page. Get to her page. Like her photos, man. Like her photos. Give her a thumbs up. Give her a heart. Let her know that, yes, you got it going on, baby girl. Black pride, baby. You got it going, black woman. Yes. Synonymous. My man, Danny Arrow. Dude, this cat. I had to put this photo up of him because it's something that, you know, I've been knowing Danny for about, uh, I was knowing Danny long, well, I've, I've been aware of Danny longer than I was actually dancing salsa. I've been dancing for 17 years. And when I was trying to learn, I used to watch him. This is one of the top dancers in the scene. This cat is on point. But I knew him when he didn't have children. And then to see how children changes a man. It, like, I never known this cat to be a, like, he's a playboy. You know what I mean? Clean cut. You know, the girls fall all over this cat. Mess around, now you got a child and it just changes you. When you have children, it changes you. And look at the love that he has for his daughters. He has three of them, I believe. His daughter, his love for his family is greatly admirable, uh, admirable to me. And, um, you know, beside being a great, a great, uh, a great dancer, um, a good man to his woman, he's a great father. You know, and I can really appreciate that. So my hats off to Danny. Make sure you guys get to his page. Give a thumbs up. Let him know you're loving him. You know, my man doing his thing. I appreciate that. More power to you, Mr. Clean Cut of the Week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you want the girl number, huh? <laughs> Yo, man. Dude, Kawana K. Just get on over to our Facebook page or Instagram and just like it, like it, like it. All right? Yo, Naisha! Naisha, call me. 
Call me, Naisha, 862-621-9586, the lower left-hand corner of your screen. Call me, girl. We got to talk. You come in every week with some great things to talk about. Call me. Let's talk. What's going on? Live, love, laugh. Are the fireworks over? Cassandra, are the fireworks over? You guys, I mean, I see a lot of you guys out of Chicago here. At, um, it's 8.30 there, so yeah, you will be. Well, I guess, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what time the fireworks start. I know they have the Neiman Marcus. They have the, uh, they have the Macy's. Um, I know they, they, they shoot the fireworks on the river. Um, I, I don't know. You got to let, let me know. But Javier, you're on your own, dude. Just go to the page, man. You shoot your own shot, dude. What the hell do you think this is? not no dating site, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yo, so, yeah. I want to take the time out to give you guys a round of applause because I can't believe you guys are still hanging out with me on a night like tonight. You know, I, really, I, I didn't really expect much, but I definitely wanted to get this topic out and talk about it in a very openly and blatant way. Um, you know, I really hope that I hit a lot of, you know, a lot of sensitive spots on what an abortion is. It's gruesome. Abortions are gruesome, man. And it's, it's very, very, it's sad. It's a very sad thing. However, it is a part of our reality. It's a reality that has been a part of our life from day one. We don't know. We don't know a society without it. So I really, you can't disagree with it because whatever it is, that's, it's been around longer than we've been here. We didn't come up with it. But if it's an option for a woman who doesn't want to have to deal with this man or just don't want to get, you know, be pregnant or have plans like school, have plans like work, they got positions in a church, they got positions in the office, they got positions in this world, and a child can really, you know, create a, a different kind of challenge. And if they're not up for that challenge, then yes, it's not a black and white thing. You can't just give it up for adoption. That's not an option. Like, you know, that's just, you can't just give it up for adoption. Some women don't want that emotional attachment so they need to get you know, they need to get it done quicker um i don't know each his own so it's abortion murder you know and i think at the end of the day we arrived back in the middle my man moises came in and he had some really good points to make very very good points to make and i appreciate that you know but at the end of the day again these are us men commenting on it you know you women need to really really come up with some um creative ideas and just be more abstract in your approach with this topic because Again, you can't leave this kind of thing up to men. We can't, we can't handle something like this. This is one thing that men can't do. You know, we can't be sensitive to you. We want to be. We want to try to empathize with you. But in, in all honesty, we can't because we don't know what it's like to be pregnant. We just don't know. We, we would never have that. We would, we would never have that experience. Even when you get a sex change, it's just not possible, you know? So empathizing with you guys is not, I don't know, I don't think it's possible. So anyway, we got a call coming on in. Six, all right, let him through. Yo, yo, what's happening? Hello? Hello? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, do me a favor, baby. Turn the, turn the uh, video down in the background. Huh? Turn it. You have the video down in the background with some music playing? Yeah. Yeah, can you do me a favor and turn it down? I'm at a barbecue, but I'll uh, I, I talk on that. Girl, you got it going. You are at a barbecue and you talk, man. Girl, <laughs> girl. When the sun was on, cause this how babies get made. Girl, 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 girl. No, you know, listen. We talking about abortion. You want to talk about babies getting made? <laughs> we talk. Hey, that's part of abortion. Yeah, you getting them made and get them taken, took out. <laughs> Yeah. I have I have mixed views on that situation. 
Oh, so we have a, I have a kinfolk here. So what we got, girl? You, you comfortable talking about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I never believed in abortion. Okay. Only in certain circumstances, like if you're raped or something. If you're raped. Okay. That's the only way I believe in abortion. That's the only way? That's the only reason. So I feel like if you two consent in the devil's land now doing what you do, you know what can happen. True. If people don't do it or do it. Yeah, but you know it's not that simple. You, the consequence. Yeah, but you but but you know it's not that simple, right? Come on. Hey, it's that simple for me. It's simple for you. Well, okay, true. I can I can dig that. But what about your girlfriends? Yeah. What, what about your girlfriends? You guys have never talked about something like this? Like, how does it, like, do you have any girlfriends that's ever had an abortion? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what, what have their, um, like, what, what were their reasons? They just didn't want the baby. They weren't ready to put a responsibility. Now, what about the men? Well... Men can't have abortion. So. No, no, <laughs> no, I know that. Duh. But what I'm saying is, like, did they consider his input or did they just take the initiative and say, well, you really have no say in this? This is something that I want to do. I'm going to do it. Well, I think it's up to the women, which way, way it goes. I agree. I, I completely agree. But, um, again, I guess he, he teaches on. Like I said, I'm an advocate of, you know, women's rights. You know, whatever woman, this is something that a woman really should have a right to you know, speak about and really should just exit all men out of the topic. But, um, you know, you consider it to be murder. You know, again, that by your logic, I've murdered before. I'm a murderer. <laughs> so what, what happens with me now? Do I go to jail? Should I go to jail? I don't know. It, no. With that, you don't go to jail. They, but they're trying to make laws that uh, people want to put people in jail for abortion. And you know the crazy part about that? That's so synonymous to weed. It's like everyone who's gotten away with having abortion prior to that law being enacted is walking around free, whereas everyone who's doing the same thing is now in prison for life. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, man. They have literally paying, like, the governor's paying their bills by selling weed. <laughs> but yet, yeah. Jimmy and Rocco, they in jail right now for selling weed. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy, too. But everybody had their own little take on the situation. But, so that's my answer. What y'all over there eating? Huh? What y'all over there eating? Ribs. Chicken. Oh man! What you at your auntie house? You at your grandma? Who else you over? No, I'm at my uh, sister-in-law house. Oh, my they, they, my they throwing down over there. What's y'all Chicago, right? No, I don't live in Chicago no more. I live in Belleville. That's next to St. Louis. Oh, check you out. All right. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. You done moved it. Well, you know that's still. Listen. If your ass still in that's Illinois, still my home, though. if you still in Illinois, you still in Chicago. Belleville or not, that's oh. Chicago. <laughs> you know how that shit works. Chicago absorbs everybody, dude. Like, no, once you're from Chicago, you still in Illinois? No, your ass still in Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. I hear that girl got okay. them damn ribs. I smell that shit. Man, I can go for some ribs right now. I'm stuck. I'm stuck here at this podcast, man. Hey, I'm surprised you want. I'm like, he don't know 
Listen, I, right. I, I didn't even know. Like, I, I, I didn't know that today was the fourth. I literally found out yesterday. I've been so detached, man, with other things, and I, I didn't know. I literally didn't know. But it is what it is. And I had, you know, I, I had a good. Um, I couldn't believe I got a great turnout tonight. Like people are really, you know, chatting out with me. You know. Yeah, well, you know, after the last time I was on it, old girl was like, she was hollering, type of her words, in capital letters, exclamation marks, and all type of shit. I was like, oh. Oh, that's funny, man. Listen, man, I gotta, I, you know, every week is different. Every week, man, it's a different attitude, a different personality coming on, you know, with the comments and whatnot. It's always different, which makes it so interesting, you know. I love doing this, you know. I love talking about these controversial topics, you know what I mean? Yeah. With yeah, your yeah. Belleville yeah. moving two ass. <laughs> yeah. Man, damn, son. How, how the hell are you going to cheat on Chicago move to Belleville? Of all places, <laughs> Belleville. Right. I, I moved before all this bullshit started happening, but I'm glad I'm gone. What, man, bullshit? That was bullshit when we was there. It started it happening. It wasn't this much bullshit. No, it wasn't. I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Do you know? Ain't wasn't this much bullshit. Do you know? Not not long ago, I went to um, I went to Chicago and I was hanging out on Seventy First and um and uh, I think Chappelle. Uh, Do you know? I didn't know where I was. Did you know that I was about to get my ass murked and didn't even know it? Wow! Wow! I didn't even know it. I didn't know it got that bad over there, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I, you got watch your step, watch your surroundings. I don't even go in the city when I go that way. Dude, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know, man. That shit was crazy. I've been over to Inglewood and didn't even know, man. I'm just walking around just clueless. <laughs> just, hey, how y'all doing? How's it? Thinking, that, thinking that everybody, you know, everybody cool. Uh -uh. About to get my ass murked. Uh-uh. I ain't finna do it. <laughs> maybe I should have moved to Belleville. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't hear that shooting shit every night in Belleville. Hell no, man. You know, honestly, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we made it at this point. You know what I mean? I'm so glad. Like when I look at my friends online, my high school people, I'm so glad we made it, dude. Because oh yeah, my 97 is doing some big things. Yeah. Oh. They doing some big things. Hold on. Hold on. You 97? Yeah, I'm 97. Oh man, get the hell out of my phone. Get the hell out. I'm thinking. See, this is what happened when you. This is what happened. This is what happened when you when it's too much time is being passed. Here I'm thinking we both come out of this class in 1998. Get your old ass off my damn line, man. <laughs> Get your old ass out of here, man. Well, I thought you was class 97. No, I'm class 98. Oh, well, how y'all Yeah, see, we got we got to we got to build a new connection because you're part of a, a bogus ass class. <laughs> No, let, let me tell you one thing. The 97 band, man, let me tell you, that 97 CVS band was on point. Our band, dude, I'll never forget. That, that was one of the greatest parts about going to CVS, that damn band. Amazing. Amazing, man. And now you look at them. They got one horn, one drum. <laughs> Maybe one trombone has really struggled oh, as bad. I, I, I really, I feel so bad because I know what we were, and then I see what we are. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to. Oh, 
wow. Yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Attention. Du -du -du -du. When you heard that at the Gately Stadium, boy, I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. You saw the, uh, those, those, those band majors. <laughs> they, they used to come out. They used to go, don't, 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 don't. They turn those corners. Don't, 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 Oh, man. Dude, man, those drama section, dude, they used, to, they used to kick ass, man. I just loved that. Loved it, loved it, loved yes, it. Yes, And then we came my ass alone and just made everything weak. <laughs> we just made our football team, fell off. We ended the season with four and four. We used to be a championship team, man. But I'm glad I joined the wrestling team. We had a championship year. Cheers to the CVS wrestling team, baby. Oh, all right. I'll talk to you another day, man. My love, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Listen, save me a plate in Belleville. Nasty-ass right. food. In <laughs> Belleville. In Belleville. Right. Take your ass back to Chicago get some real ribs. <laughs> love you, baby girl. Thank you so much. Love you, too. All right, all right, all right. Give her a round of applause. Give her a round of applause. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, 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 so. P.O.P. holding it down, man. We are holding it down on July 4th, man. What are y'all cooking? I got my girl out of Belleville, Illinois, out there eating those ribs. Get that chicken. Got all that good ass. Oh, I missed it. I want it. I can't wait to go and have me a I, hope I, I know there's a plate waiting on me at home. I can't wait to go home and just tear that food up, dude. It's nothing like eating them damn ribs. It's nothing like having that barbecue chicken and wings. And uh, uh, I'm ready to fire my grill up now. Yo, what's going on, Evon? What's happening, Eric? You guys finished watching those fireworks? She came over to the black image to see my fireworks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's the fireworks of a baby being aborted. You know, is it murder? What do you guys think? Is abortion murder? We've had a couple of, um, you know, we had a couple of, you know, uh, we, 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 we kind of arrived right back in the middle as we kind of always do. Uh, again, I, take it, I took a poll on Facebook. I took a poll on YouTube. I'm sorry, on uh, Instagram. And I had a lot of people um, coming in on, on Facebook and you know, just giving their two cents and whatnot. And we kind of just arrived in the middle. But I would, ask, I would actually like for more women to get involved in this conversation because it's really an issue for you guys to inform us. Let us know exactly what you feel, how, how it feels for you to have an abortion, what that's like, you know. Um, you know, I know there's two kinds. You can either do it while you're still up or you can put you to sleep and do it, you know. Each one is different, you know. But is it, is, is it, is it murder? <laughs> I'm not, maybe I should reword that. Is it right? Is it wrong? Have you had one? Who's going to admit to that? Again, but that, that touches on a, a very sensitive point. Like, this one person that I know who, who I found out had an abortion. Now, I didn't know they had an abortion until I started talking about the abortion that I had. And um, she was so scared that she was so, like, afraid to talk about it. And I'm like, it's a part of who you are. It's a part of your history. It's a part of your, your knowledge base. It's why you make decisions that you make today because of that part of your ingredients. Like, why have, you, why have you allowed anyone in your circle, anyone in your life, to make you feel bad for a decision that you made for your life? 
Like for everyone, just because you have sex does not mean you're in a position to bring a child into this world. You know, having sex is not the same as raising children. Yes, it's the result of having sex, but listen, you know, mistakes are made. Sometimes you drive 66 miles an hour. You know, everyone's not a law-abiding citizen to the T. No, sometimes you get involved with someone, you get hot and bothered, and you just want to fuck their brains out. You end up fucking their brains out, and y'all end up with a child. But that doesn't mean that you just automatically qualify to change your life and just want to become a parent. These are for the ones who are, these are for the individuals who are, who are having abortion as a conscious decision. That's no, that's, that's no external uh, that's nothing to externally affect it. That's no rape or anything like that. It's just pretty much you just you're just not ready for a child because again, as a father, having a child is a big deal. Having a child is a huge deal. It's not it's not an overnight thing. It's not a uh, it's, it's not a cookie cutter. There's no book to raise in children. As much as these experts want to try to have a book and say this is what you do if the child does that. This is what you do if the child does that. Listen, that's just not that that's not that's not realistic. You know, each child is different. Again, I have four of them, and each one of those attitudes are different. I have to approach each one of these children differently because they pull a different thing out of me. There's no book to these. If there was a book, then they would all be the same size, wear the same size shoe, the same shirt. They would all be the same age. If there was a book to raise children, then that's how it would be. But no, having a child is a big deal, and not everyone's qualified for that. I would tell you flat out, there's certain people I just don't think deserve to have they have living children, like real kids, real kids walking around. And I'm like, you, 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 you don't deserve that damn kid. You should have, that kid should have boarded you. You should have, you should have let that kid live and had that doctor pull your arm off. Because <laughs> certain people just don't, in my opinion, they just don't deserve to have children. They just, they're just idiots. They're fucking, they're fucking losers, man. They, they, they treat children like shit. They abuse them. They do all that. Like, hell no, man. Like, certain people just... Women, men, how can I put this? I can only speak from my own experience. When I see how a woman would treat a man, uh, a child because the, her, of her hate for that, for that man, when I see the way a man would treat his child because of his hate for that woman, you know, that's, that, that's, so, that's so stupid. And in my opinion, those kind of people don't deserve to be parents. In those cases, yes, you keep the child, but you abort these damn parents. Take their legs off. Disassemble them. Get rid of their ass. Let this child grow up under a, uh, under a covenant that will care for them and will raise them. Not simply maintain them, but raise them. Because certain people just don't deserve it. I'm sorry. They just don't deserve to be parents, man. So, again, having an abortion is not, uh, it's not a black and white. You know, that's not an easy decision to make. And now that we're getting into kids aborting their parents, that's definitely not, a, not an easy decision to make. Imagine being a kid being born, ah, I don't want her as my mama. I don't want her as my daddy. Abort him. And what if the law said you have to abort him? Like the kids has a, has a right now. I don't want you as my parents, so abort my mom. Yeah, yank her arm off. Do it slow, too. Do it with that same twist that you do when, when, if, you, if they would have did it to me. <laughs> abort their ass, you know? Let me go and grow up. In a better household where I ain't got to worry about getting my ass whooped because my mom hate my daddy or my dad hate my mom. That's, that's, that's bullshit, man. Anyway, it's abortion murder. Eat your own, man. Eat your own, dude. Mm. Mm. Eat your own. Guys, I am drinking the best freaking Moscato, Sutter Home. It is so freaking good, man. And then I got these damn Takis. These things are the devil. I'm going to eat them, though, because they are very good. They're like, they're over-seasoned, but they're very good. But you can't eat 
too many of them all at once because they will really do a number on you about four five hours from now if you eat too many of them <laughs> but they really good so definitely guys get you a bag of these damn takis these are look look how over seasoned this thing is man but that's what make it so good dude make it so freaking good yo guys thank you so much for your rocking out with me we got three of you guys hanging out I still got two of you guys on YouTube. Talk back to me, because I got about 16 minutes left. I done hit all my talking points. I done said everything I need to say, with the exception of a few questions. Let me see. What if my parents disown me or stop paying for college? <laughs> ah, that's, that's perhaps some white kids. How will my life change? Can I place um, the child on adoption list? Um, does it will it interfere with my life goals? Uh, how will my church feel? Again, the questions I mentioned earlier, can I afford to parent a child? Um, will I be able to stay in school? Will the father join me in parenting? There's a number of um, conditions that are that are automatically put in play when the, when a person decides they need to make a, or have an abortion. It, again, it's not like I just wake up one day and then you know, I'm pregnant. Or I need to go get rid of this child. It's not. It's a. It's a series of questions that you have to ask, and or that are asked. Um, and again, I can. This is from a man's point of view. I can't even imagine what a woman would. The kind of questions a woman would ask. You know, these. Are, this is just me. So, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, what do we have here? We in, in uh We've gotten. Um, now what else we got here? Yep, yep, yep. I think I hit. I didn't hit all of my talking points. So I'm satisfied with the, today's podcast. I've, I've said everything. I've said everything I wanted to say. And I didn't think I was going to be here. I, I, I really thought I had more than two hours of material here. But from the way it looks, I'm good. So I'm going to just go ahead and close this book. Because I don't have anything else but a bunch of few other jokes that's probably not going to land well. Because abortion is really not a, a joking matter. It's a very, very... It's a very serious thing. This is why um, this is why you know there's so much dialogue about it, whether or not it's murder or not, whether or not the child is unborn, does it have rights, what in the health of the mother. This is why so much dialogue around it. This is why you have men that are legislating for women. You know because it's a very very serious topic. It's really not something that we should be taking lightly. It's a very serious topic, man. To have an abortion is a very serious decision. It is a I, 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 in my 20s, I dated a woman who was, uh, she was, she, I think she was 38. And I asked her a question. I'm like, have you ever had an abortion? And she said, yeah. And just as she uh, was saying yes, she broke out in tears. And I was like, well, why are you, t why are you crying? And she's like, because that child would have been 18 years old today. I would have been a mom. You know, I don't, I don't know how things would have worked out with the father, but I just know I would have been a mom and I would have had an 18 year old child today. And she just broke out in tears, which let me know that. Have to have an abortion is a very serious decision and you as a woman clearly I've dealt with one that never got over it you know again she said she would have had an 18 year old child which, which means she got pregnant when she was 20 years old and she made a decision with that man or without him whatever the conditions were and she um she had an abortion and we were we were just hanging out and she was just she just broke out in tears because it still hurts to this day so again um I would advise anyone who, if, if, you don't have, if you don't have children, my advice is stay out of the conversation. 
if, if you've never had an abortion or been put in the position to have an abortion or that you would have to think about it, my attitude is really play on the outside of the, of the discussion because for those people who have actually had to have one, who have had one, by, you know, whether it's option or not, they don't need to be judged or criticized for something that they felt was best for their life, especially when an abortion, let's say right now, is taking place. It's not affected. We're having a conversation right now, and people are having abortions right now, and it's not affected. Well, you know what I mean? Not like right now, July 4th. They probably closed. Um, but nonetheless, for countries that don't celebrate it, you know, it happens. You know, abortion is real. It is absolutely real. So don't judge people like that. You know, don't put your don't 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 make people feel to that degree that they, they should really have to account for the way you think. You know, people do things for their own for their own sake, for their own sanity. And we have to give them that capacity to operate. So by all means, if you have never had a child, if you've never been pregnant, if you've never had someone who you can, you know, walk down that that, that path with. Try to be more sensitive to those of us who have, because it's always conditional, all right? So, and it's not, a, it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to discuss. It's not an easy thing to do. So, by all means, just be more um, sensitive to those who have, all right? Uh, I know my mom, she told, you know, she, um, told me that she actually had one, but it hers were due to health reasons. And the crazy part about it is she said she had it right before she had me. <laughs> so, I mean, listen. You know, in all things, life kind of corrects itself. Because if my mom would have had the chip, they had that had that child, then y'all wouldn't have to sit here and listen to me. You see how that works? Aren't you happy that I'm here? Aren't, I mean, come on, aren't you guys glad to have the black image talk your ears off for two hours about abortion? I mean, if my mom would have had an abortion, I'm sorry, if she wouldn't have had an abortion, then I wouldn't be here to talk to y'all, right? <laughs> so yeah every everything everyone has their reasons man and again we have to be respectful of those reasons so taki all right so it's abortion murder what's going on mark you back bro well, how those fireworks going out there dude all my material is out i'm done check out this guys this was a gift to me by juan and christina yeah i think it around 2005 and um, thank you. I've had it ever since. I've been using it as my notebook, and I appreciate it. You know, it's me. Um, um, it, it's the end of a show that I did for them when I was doing martial arts, and I was doing a, um, I was doing a, uh, a demonstration with the bow, you know, the stick, the bow, and they uh, took a steel shot. I don't know how they got this shot, and they created a folder for me, uh, a notebook. So I really appreciate that, Juan and Christina. I appreciate the guys. Hey, Naisha, we glad you're here. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Thank you, love. Thank you so much. So, yeah, man. Thank you, Naisha. Thank you, Naisha. I'm glad. I, I'm glad to be here. You know, and honestly, although, although you're a 97, baby, you know, I think we can get over that part. You know, everybody's not perfect. So, I, I can appreciate that, you know, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that, um, I'm thankful that you took time out to, you know, talk to me and chat. And, you know, just overall, just be a nice person. You know, you're not just mental. At least I don't feel that. And just here being just genuinely supportive. And I can always appreciate that. Anyone who genuinely supports me from their heart, dude, I can, I can appreciate that because it's so easy. You know, I, 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 you know, all of my friends who are trying to develop their businesses, who, who have their businesses already developed, I support them. It's, it's, no, it's, it's so easy to like. It's so easy to share. It's so easy to just type in something nice, man. Because you, you have to understand in this position, it's tough. Every week, you're checking the numbers. 
trying to say, oh, oh, come on, come on. Every week you're praying and you're fat, all these things. You're trying to get your business off the ground. So, you know, when, when I, I know the kind of work that it takes to put into something like this. So when my friends that I see that are doing their own thing, man, I'm going to support you guys. Man, Maria and my man Andre with the um, always tripping. By all means, man, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Carlita Hughes with her medical, uh, her medical um, facility. Yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing. God, dog, man, my man David with his clothing line, fuck fame. Dude, when I see you guys doing your thing, man, when I see your families out there, when I see you guys just having, just living your life, dude, I'm telling you, that brings so much pleasure. I'm so pleased to see that because it could have been different. We have a lot of classmates, man, that got took out too early, you know, and, and their family is mourning their loss, and they, their family seeing us go for it, and, you know, without them. So I can, you know, that's, that's hurtful. So when I see you guys doing your, when I see my classmates doing their thing, it's very, um, it's very fulfilling. And whatever I can do to support your brand, whatever I, I mean, whatever you guys need me to do, man, just, just, just tell me. I mean, I have somewhat of a, of a listening crew here. I mean, whatever I can do to help you guys out, just let me know. I'll be willing to do it. Do no skin off my back. You know, always looking to support. You know, that's the idea. We take care of each other. But it does come at a cost. You know, I'm not going to support you if you're not going to support me. It is one in one. You know, it's hand in hand. We're all in this together. I am, I, I am for community building, and that's simple and as plain as put. Community building from top to bottom. And right? But yes, 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 Naisha. Thank you so much, Miss Lucas. Miss Lucas. Yes, 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 yes. Give Miss Lucas another round of applause, man, because she's just so awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Yes, yes, yes. So, guys, we are winding down. Oh, okay, well, whatever. <coughs> We are winding down. Okay, and we are talking about uh, abortion. Abortion, abortion. What can you say about it? Abortion. It's not the, um, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people get really emotionally attached to the topic. It's almost like you're aborting their child. <laughs> you know, I... I they become very, very emotionally attached to this topic and become very forceful with their ideas and very, very aggressive with their point of view. And I would have to say, just calm down because at the end of the day, you're not the one to have to take care of the child. You're not the one that has to raise it and take care of it and, 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 and wash them and, 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 and educate them. You're not the one who has to deal with the PTA meetings and the parent, other parents. You're not the one that they're gonna call if your child does something and you end up having to, you know, to take responsibility for it. No, when people think about bringing children into this world, you must understand the thought process that goes into it because children are very, very hard. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. I've been, I was home with my children all day today. And they lucky I didn't abort their ass. They, they are lucky I didn't abort them. Every five minutes, the baby come in crying. Oh my God, I'm like, oh. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about today? Like, have you no idea what today's topic is? And your ass gonna come in here crying? What happened? Maya took my milk. Are you seriously crying like this because Maya took your milk? Man, do you... Ugh. Constantly. I come downstairs, I got water prints, like water footprints leading from the front door all the way to the bathroom. What happened? They didn't stuff too much tissue down in the toilet and then they flushed it and now the toilet flooded and now they had they tried to run and clean it up but they forgot about the footprints <laughs> having kids is not easy i mean some great moments 
God, man, having children have it, 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 it produces so many great moments. But the times when those moments aren't great, boy, in my mind, I do visit the topic of abortion. <laughs> what if I would have thought to get rid of your little ass, then maybe I wouldn't be dealing with this. Maybe my floor wouldn't have been written with water and now I gotta come out here and clean it up. My son threw up in the bathroom the other day, closed the door and didn't wanna let me know he threw up. Everyone's not ready for this. <laughs> it, is, it is a task, man, it is a task. Nonetheless, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love, 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 love my children. I love them, man. It's nothing like having my babies around, seeing their smile. It's nothing like just going outside for a second and then coming back in and then they acting like you've been gone for years. Daddy, daddy. Dude, to hear that, to hear daddy, 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 to, to, to be able to pick my children up, uh, another life, to be able to pick them up and rub noses with them and then kiss them and see the little legs, to see that, to, walk up, to, to, to wake up in the middle of the night and then see my children laying there in peace, just watching them, just watching my children sleep. Just watching one, one of them with a foot in the other's back. I mean, it's been a couple of times when they had each other in headlocks. Sometimes my twins, they sleep like they, they, they hold each other like twins. You know, they, they, they can never separate. Even in their sleep, they just hold each other. To see these different things happening with children, to hear their intellect, to see how they reason, you know, to, to hear how they figure things out, to watch them when they don't think you're watching. Like today, I, I watched my children play outside. It was scorching hot today, man. But I watched them play outside and to see my son just wetting his sisters up, they somehow got a hold of the water hose and just start playing with the water. To see that, to watch them, they have no idea I'm watching them. These are moments that I couldn't trade for anything. I, I love these moments and, I, and, and, and honestly, I'm glad that, this, this, we, that, that we made the decision to have these children. I'm glad. This is, this is my life. This is the decision that I made to have those children, and I'm glad. To this day, the abortions that I had in my past, when I first had them, I was emotionally distraught. You know, both me and the one, we were emotionally distraught. But at this point now, I'm healed from that emotion. I'm healed from that time and period of my life, and I'm able to use that and now push forward in my life. I'm able to kind of just, you know, I made a decision and I got to stick by it. You know, I, 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 I operated within the confounds of the law and the law allowed it. And I'm, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to allow anyone to make me feel bad about it. You know, like, what is the, like, what do you gain by judging me? Oh, yeah, he murdered, he has abortions. Oh, he's a horrible person. Okay, cool. My children still love me. <laughs> the ones that they still, the ones that are here, they still love me. I'm still a great person. Having an abortion doesn't make a person horrible. It doesn't make a person, you know, like, I mean, what am I? Like, you know, shit. I mean, do you flush me? Not like, no, no, no. I made a decision for the time in my life that I needed to make that decision. And that's the end of the story. That's pretty much everyone's, everyone's um, story when it comes down to these type of things. Leave people to their own. All right? So, wow. Is abortion murder. <laughs> we arrived right back in the middle. Oh, guys, 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 this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, we are on air from 9 to 10 a.m. And we are talking about racism. We are going to hit this thing on the head, man. I am a black man. I see this world through the eyes of a black person. I am, I am in tune with the frequency of black affairs. 
I'm in tune with the tone, with the music of black people. I see this life here in America through the eyes of a black man. I cannot see it through any other eyes. I cannot, I cannot see like how a Caucasian man would see it. I can't understand it because I'm living in a separate reality. We're going to discuss racism in its fullest capacity in every way possible. I'm going to talk about some real life scenarios that I've been in and it's, it's not going to be comfortable. Um, it's not going to be comfortable because racism is real. Racism is relevant and it's a very, very hurtful thing, you know, but again, as a black man, I see it only through the eyes of a black person. So I'm going to talk about it very candidly, very open and very honest. I need you guys to go there with me. All right. Be very open, very, very honest. All right. Don't get offended. Be understanding in all things. You gain an understanding. I'm not concerned with being right or wrong. I'm always concerned with just having an understanding. I'm, I'm always okay being wrong. As long as I have an understanding of what what, um, what what the situation is. That's my goal, all right? So this Sunday, join us, all right? 9 a.m., 8 p.m. Central Time, and 7 p.m., um, what is that, Pacific. Yeah, all right? I love you guys, all right? I am about to go and try to have some barbecue. <laughs> Happy 4th, guys. You guys are the best. Thank you so much, man. You have no idea what this means, hanging out with me at this time, man. Thank you guys so much. Oh, man. I am so overwhelmed with joy. You guys are the best. This Sunday, racism. Let's talk about it. Boom, bye. It's the black and match. It's the black and match. I'm going to send you guys out. Let's do it. It's the black and match. It's the black and match. It's the black and match. Black and match. Black and match, black and match. Yes. <laughs> I love you guys. It's the black and match. Black and match. Yeah. The black and match. Come on, come on. It's the black and match. Naisha Lucas, black and match. Mark Flores, Dennis Malone, Anna Marie, Eric Cabanilla, Ivan Luga, Nutel, Javier. Castaneda, live, love, laugh, Sandra Horns, oh, Christina Piedra, John Morgan, Rita, Yvonne, Javier, oh, come on, guys, black and mesh, ha <laughs> ha, love ya, this Sunday, racism, let's talk about it, guys, we out of here, one, the black and mesh, oh, black and mesh, it's the black and mesh, the black and mesh, it's the black and mage. It's the black and mage. It's the black and mage. Yeah, oh, black and mage. It's the black and mage. Great show, great show.